Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Today, Anna and I are going to talk about something that many freelance writers, freelancers in general, dream about, but can't quite figure out how to achieve. And that is expanding your business with a team. And while we'll be talking about it from the freelance writer perspective, because that is, that's our shared experience, I think that a lot pretty much anything that we would talk about here would apply to any freelancer or consultant probably in general who's looking to scale their business by adding team members. Um, I will say that it does seem a little bit like a chicken before the egg type of problem because, you know, when do you know that you can add writers? And, like, some people think, oh, I've got to be, like, overwhelmed. Like, I don't have enough work to hire uh, uh, more writers. Like, so where were you at when you were like, you know what? I can add teammates. It was actually just pers- a personal thing. I had just had a baby and we were moving across the country and my business was like just picking up to that mid like four figures. I was making like between four and seven grand a month consistently mm-hmm. at that time. And I was like, I can't do this. I cannot be the mother of a newborn and a toddler and a two year old and move across the country and do this business. And I don't, I work so hard to get here. Yes. You know, that was my salary as a dietitian was $5,000 a month. And like now I was doing it with writing. Like I couldn't let that go. Of course not. So I, you know, there was one day where I got in like three or four requests from clients and I was like, I need help. So I went into my group and I said, who wants to help me? And I think I got 35 requests. Wow. And it was perfect because you had built this community full of people with similar qualifications and experience to your own. So you just had this pool like ready to pick. Wow. There they were. And so, (laughs) you know, I ended up giving them all a paid article, like a trial article and having interviews. Maybe I didn't interview 30. Maybe I interviewed like 20. Um, And they carried the business for three months. Wow. So how many did you bring on your team at that time? I brought on five. Five, okay. Mm -hmm. They did everything. Like, I legit moved across the country, took care of my baby, you know, just, like, checked in on emails and things like that. Like, I remember there was one day where I was at Legoland with my kids, and, like, there was just articles popping into my inbox. That's wonderful. They did it. Okay, so like you had kind of reached that point, but the advantage that you had then was that you already had a network full of people who would be suitable, you know, at least on the surface, right, before you could dive in and actually interview folks. Because I think that's one of the big problems if like, so for me, uh, content writing in the B2B business space, right, topics, business topics, supply chain, business management, consulting, change management and stuff, change management, Um 
it can be harder because I don't know too many writers who focus on my particular specialty. I know plenty of great writers, mm-hmm. but the people who focus where I focus, which is again, like that's what you've got going for you there. Um, so what were you looking for when you built your team? So you managed to take, you know, 35, 30 to 35 people volunteered or, you know, raised their hand and you narrowed it down to five. So what were you looking for that, you know, attracted you to those five? It was actually really easy. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, their writing, the quality of their writing, you know, that it was pretty easy to just eliminate. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them because dietitians like a lot of them want to be writers because it seems cool and you don't have to work in the hospital and you know whatever and mm-hmm. but a lot they're of people think it's easy in, huh a lot of people think it's easy but they're not trained in writing right you know so to have both i think was pretty pretty rare and then just a phone call too like getting seeing how we got along and that kind of thing and it's been great i have not had one problem with these people that's so nice to hear. Like literally no, nothing that's significant. That's awesome. That's great. All mm-hmm. right. So yeah, I, I could see that, you know, you want, you want them to be excellent writers. Cause again, we talked about that, you know, when dietitians, for example, hire, you know, someone like you and, and like your company, they don't want somebody that they have to clean up after basically right. in terms of, of the content. And that's also what you're looking for. And that's, that's always what I've looked for when I've brought writers on is like, I don't mind some editing, some tweaks, um, you know, looking at it. Okay. You know, I'm more experienced or, or whatever it is. Um, or if it's stylistic tweaks and I can tell the difference. So if it's a style thing, I'm not going to be mad at you. <laughs> um, but yeah, to go back through and try to clean up bad writing is just not, worth it at all because right. also you get frustrated whereas when i'm writing and creating i'm not usually frustrated so <laughs> that helps for the um, most part they really don't need any huge edits every once in a while one of them will be rushing something and i'm just like what what are you thinking today yeah you know but that's just human i'm sure that you every article that i've ever written you can't be like yeah that's the best thing you've ever written in your life you know yeah i mean it's it comes and goes yeah so how did you establish your workflow? Like, you know, going from your clients down to your writers and then back, right? Because the clients have ideas or desires, requests or whatever. And so that goes down and then the writers create and it comes back up into the clients. So what is what do those workflows look like? Um, for a long time, we used Trello. And I, <laughs> I would have said Trello should pay me because like you're the second person who's been on my podcast who's like Trello and now I'm like, yay, I love Trello too. Trello, Trello, Trello. I'll make sure I'm gonna tag them when we make this episode live. They you know, they you have they have, you can get like their little credits or whatever if you get I used them all. <laughs> I used them all already. <laughs> I made too many referrals already. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe they have a higher level affiliate program for hardcore affiliates. Right. Yeah, maybe I would die by Trello. But okay, so Trello, huge use for you. And that was easy because, you know, it's free and you can just like I would put the title of the article, any details in the card, assign the writer and they would, you know, we'd move it along in their little process. Um, I also created kind of like a little form for our top clients and like little nitpicky things that they like, like this one likes links this way. This one likes referencing that way you know, who they are, that kind of thing. And that was helpful for them. 
Um, so you have like and, a kind of style guide source of truth yeah. for your main clients. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, it wasn't anything super extensive because mm-hmm. I personally hate those like 40 page style guides. Like, yes, I, I, I've made a few and mine are usually like maybe two or three pages. Yeah. So with a lot of white space, <laughs> wasn't a big deal. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty straightforward stuff that they, so yeah, they do all those like smaller articles, like all the 500 word ones. Cause I, I just don't want to do them any, do them anymore. Um, and then in January, we switched to Dubsado. Okay. You're not the first person I've heard mention it. That's like the platform for creatives, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that allows me to kind of get a bigger picture of what everybody's doing and like what's going on in the business and that kind of thing. And it like lets you send contracts and invoicing and all of that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's been working okay. I actually was thinking about maybe going back to Trello because I'm paying for Dubsado. Right. So I pay additional for them to be on it. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Off, like that would save me. It's not a huge amount. It's like 25 bucks. It's just, so, it seems like more labor intensive because I can't copy things as easily. Mm-hmm. So I have to input each little thing and it's just, it's a little bit difficult, but. Okay. Well, certainly feedback, feedback for Dubsado. You guys need to make it easier to duplicate stuff and content across cards or across boards, perhaps. Yeah. That's yeah. really important for me too, especially when you have repeated processes. Like I have a, a blog post checklist, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I have a podcast editing checklist because there's more than one person involved in that effort too. And if I couldn't copy those checklists between cards, like I probably wouldn't have them. I'd just be like, look, y'all are just gonna have to know your parts. <laughs> right. <laughs> just right. tag the next person in line in the comments. I'm not, I'm not doing this. So I think. It just, it's just labor intensive. It's just it difficult is, yeah. to. Okay. So when you went for the team, how did you change your like positioning online, your marketing, your website, social media? How did you change those things? If you changed them extensively, how did you go about that? Cause I think that's another barrier to freelancers who, you know, are maybe may also be like excellent project managers may actually, you know, ha- want to do this and kind of build more of an agency model. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how did you do that with your, your current assets? I was scared. I'll be honest. I was really scared at the beginning to send my clients an email and say, it's not me anymore. It's the team now. And I thought they were all going to write back and be like, we're done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that didn't happen like at all. They were like, congratulations, your business is growing and it's amazing. And I will say there's been a handful of times that people have rejected me because I have a team. Mm hmm rather than am a solo writer, but maybe twice, you know, so that has happened. Um, but now it's kind of been just gradual. Like I started always mentioning, mentioning the team in emails. Um, although like my website still kind of looked like it was just me. And now I'm going to like make more changes to where I'm, I'm calling myself an agency more often now. You know, it's it's just been kind of over the last year or two that it's that I've been growing into this. Okay, we're a team and we do all these things. And yeah, Instagram, I promote the team more and like their individual skills. And yeah, I've seen that. I like it. 
it's just kind of, it, it just has kind of been evolving a little bit over time. I haven't really had a specific method, but I do want to go more into like really being an agency and really being like not really doing much of the writing myself, just being the one who's growing the business. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, that makes sense. And like you said, especially with your current clients or the clients you had at the time, uh, you had built, built a no like and trust, you know, with them. So they already trusted you. And I think that that's probably pretty important. And anybody who dismisses it out of hand, especially if you're still within their budget, it could just be that they already have in their mind what they think a team looks like. And in many cases, especially for people who have been burned in the past, mm-hmm. it's, Oh, so here's Anna in Tennessee, but her team is over in India or something and they may or may not be the best writers and I'm not going to get great stuff. Mm-hmm. And so people, you know, and, and with writing, I think that's particularly important. I think with some other types of creative where it might be, as long as ideas can be communicated effectively, things like graphic design and whatnot, that is less of a barrier because as long as everybody's on the same page with like whatever the intended design is, then it like they could get it done. But it's much harder to do the sophisticated writing that your clients are expecting with uh, somebody who's a, a non-native speaker. Right. You know, right. So, so it seemed like it, like I said, there has been a handful, like maybe two or three who didn't like it and didn't hire me. Yeah. And you know what? That it is what it is, right? Like you cannot please everyone. So, well, thank you for sharing that. I, that's, that's really valuable information. And I know probably more than one person in both of our networks will be listening avidly when this episode goes live. Yeah. No problem. <laughs>